hello welcome to our new episode today's episode is going to be about bad habits and how to break bad habits and do you have any bad habits that you would like to change or just eliminate for this new year 2021 This is our first episode of 2021, so I want to welcome everyone today. Um, Let's see, we're going to talk about bad habits. I'm going to um, read a summary on bad habits, and also I'm going to give some suggestions on how to break free of the bad habits that you really want to improve on. Bad habits can interrupt your life and prevent you from accomplishing your goals. They jeopardize your health, both mentally and physically. And they waste your time and energy. So why do we still do them? And most importantly, is there anything you can do about it? I've come across many articles about the science of how habits start. So let's focus on the practice of making changes in our own lives. How can you delete your bad behaviors and stick to good ones instead? Now, of course, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. But I want to share what I've learned about how to break a bad habit. Now, what are the two things that you think bad habits come from? You can share your comments on our Instagram page, which is Unspoken Rules Podcast, all one word together, on Instagram. Okay, the top two reasons... Why we develop bad habits are stress and boredom. And we all have been stressed out. And we definitely all have been bored. Most of the time, bad habits are simply a way of dealing with stress and boredom. Everything from biting your nails to overspending on a shopping spree, especially an online shopping spree these days, to drinking every weekend to wasting time on the internet can be a simple response to stress and boredom. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can teach yourself new and healthy ways to deal with stress and boredom, which can then substitute in place of your bad habits. Of course, sometimes the stress or boredom that is on the surface is actually caused by deeper issues. We're going to talk about that in the future episodes about the deep issues and that we're going to have a guest uh, on with us to discuss that, uh, the deeper issues that are in our lives, like embedded in our souls. And it could be a traumatic experience or something like that. So we're going to talk about that in the future, but let's go back to the stress and boredom part. These issues can be tough to think about, but if you're serious about making changes, then you have to be honest 
with yourself. Are there certain beliefs or reasons that are behind your bad habits? Is there something deeper, a fear, an event, or a limiting belief that is causing you to hold onto something that is bad for you? Okay, so now that we've talked about the typical reasons for why we develop bad habits, now we're going to talk about how to break free of the bad habits. And it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take your due diligence where you're going to have to work at it as a goal. Something that you may even document in a journal but you're going to have to work at it. That's the only way to accomplish breaking a bad habit. It's not something that you just wake up one day from and just decide, oh, well, I'm just going to stop this and that, that. It doesn't work like that. So first, you're going to have to choose a substitute for your bad habit. You need to have a plan ahead of time for how you will respond when you face the stress or boredom that prompts your bad habit. What are you going to do when you get the urge to smoke? You know, many years ago, I used to smoke cigarettes, and that was an expensive and extremely bad habit to have. And it really was a mental thing, like more mental than addiction, you know, like mentally, my mind always said, you need a cigarette, every little thing, whatever didn't go my way, I had a long stressful day, whatever it was, I used, I need a cigarette, those few little words, to justify the reason why I needed a cigarette and and I really didn't need it. It was really a mental habit. Um, And I did stop smoking cold turkey. I never did a patch. I never did uh, hypnosis. I never did any of the many alternatives they have to help you quit smoking cigarettes. And I don't knock anyone for um, anything that they had to use or any help that they've had to seek to stop it but once you do stop it it's the best thing ever Um, because although when I was growing up you know smoking cigarettes was considered cool they had commercials where like the lucky camel he'd have on sunglasses and people be dancing around them or you know the cool cigarettes I don't even know if they still make those but everything was considered like fun it was fun and then there was a transition years later to these truth commercials where they're telling you nicotine's terrible and tobacco companies are horrible and they've targeted the poor communities for years for trying to get them to engage in smoking cigarettes so I got to see like both sides of it I got to see the glamorous side when I was growing up and all the ads and everything they made it fun like you would see people like 
dancing, smoking cigarettes. Getting off a bike after a bike ride and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> you're probably going to be completely out of breath and it probably would have made it, you know, your health even worse. But it's funny how things transition where years ago it was considered cool and then years later after so many people have complications and uh, all types of issues developed from nicotine then they come back and say oh 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 oh, we're sorry we didn't mean it you shouldn't do this it's not safe for your health so that just shows you like the transition from how things come full circle uh, as far as a habit so the next part is because we stopped at smoking. Um, but what else do you do if you have, if you did smoke or you still currently smoke? Um, another alternative could be to try breathing exercises, um, all the nicotine uh, suppression products that they have out on the market those are good to try as well and a lot of it is going to be that you're going to have to pray through it and it's a mental thing and you're going to have to call on God to help you through beating your smoking addiction okay so the next part is going to be what to do when you procrastinate whatever it is and whatever you're dealing with You need to have a plan for what you will do instead of your bad habit. Like I gave my little rundown on my time with smoking cigarettes. So, you know, for me, it was more so as well um, where my son came crying, begging me to stop. He was a small boy at the time. And, um... That really was the turning point, honestly, for breaking my bad habit. It, beyond it being a mental thing, I felt so guilty and so horrible to see him crying, upset, begging me to stop smoking for my own health. Okay, the next part is cut out as many triggers as possible. If you smoke when you drink, then... Try not going to the bar at all. If you eat cookies when they're in the house, then toss them. Like if you're just trying to cut out the sugar, cut out the sweets, then you can't have them in your house. If the first thing you do when you sit on the couch is pick up the remote, then hide the remote and perhaps get up and turn the channel. Make it easier on yourself to break bad habits by avoiding the things that cause them. Right now, your environment makes your bad habit easier and good habits harder. By changing your environment, you can change the outcome of your, essentially changing the outcome of your bad habits. Also, there's strength in numbers. Sometimes we all need a second person, a buddy, a couple of buddies to get us through things, especially if you have like a weight loss goal or a lot of 
people, men and women, team up with friends to go to the gym. Or they team up with friends to take a fitness class. And I know that it's sort of hard to do that right now because of the pandemic and the restrictions on group fitness classes and the restrictions on how many people can be inside of a gym. But in the future, you could join forces with someone to help quit or kick your bad habit. Um, for example, like we've all tried diets. We've all tried dieting typically alone, not part of a group. And how long does that really last before we fall back into our bad eating habits, for example? I, I believe that pairing up with someone helps you to, you know, because that, that way you're not going to quit alone you'd have to quit with the other person or maybe when you're trying to quit they encourage you or almost badger you to stay the course Uh, so that's good as well the two of you can hold each other accountable and you can celebrate your victories together knowing that someone else expects you to be a better person is a powerful motivator You also want to surround yourself with people who live the way you want to live. Let me say that again. You want to surround yourself with people who live the way you want to live. This is important. And I'm going to expand on this briefly. Um, It is important when you're trying to live righteously or you're trying to improve the quality of your life sometimes you have to elevate from the friends who are doing the complete opposite of what you're doing I remember many times I attend a small church in Fort Washington Maryland and I remember many times as I was on my journey to improve myself I would give a testimony many weeks <laughs> and at the time I was going to church faithfully I wasn't missing any Sundays I can't tell you how many times I stood up and gave a testimony in tears crying often about how I was hurt that I had to cut off certain friends that I had to cut off certain people and maybe not even if they were a friend but even just an associate And it was heartbreaking that I had to cut these people who I had known for a long period of time off. But that was the only way that I could continue to move forward in improving myself. Because the direction I was trying to go in, they were in a completely opposite direction. And there was no way, there was no middle ground and there was no way that we would see eye to eye on most things because I was trying to change and they weren't. And I do think that that's very important. Uh, Sometimes that elevation requires separation. Sometimes you have to break free from whether it's negative person or negative energy or 
a negative or something that they give off that ultimately will cloud whatever you're trying to do. It's just like how they say oil and water don't mix or, you know, like certain things you can't combine together doesn't, the consistency isn't going to come out right. Well, you know, essentially you would apply that to your own life when you're trying to move forward in the right direction. And I have to say that that was probably as hard as stopping to smoke cigarettes for me because I felt guilty and I left friendships with so many unanswered questions. I just blocked them. And even to this day, I've never talked to them again. And I still feel bad to a degree. Like, oh, I wish I could just text them or I just wish I could call them and tell them why. But those conversations that I could have had would have possibly led to me trying to mend or extend a friendship that was already dead. So that was definitely something I wanted to share as far as surrounding yourself with the people who live the way you want to live. I, I think that if you're trying to work a corporate job, all of your friends can't be scammers and thieves. They can't. It just isn't going to work. And I feel like a lot of people put loyalty based on the time frame that you've known someone, but you may come across someone who's 30 times more loyal that you've known for a short time versus the person who you've known for many, many years. So I think that is very important to identify that when you're trying to elevate you're gonna have to separate sometimes and sometimes that separation needs to be permanent and it's gonna hurt but it's all part of your journey so I do think that that's important and when I cut out all my friends and you know actually I even had like guy friends who were some of the biggest gossips they I've, I mean come on like these were dudes who couldn't hold in a cup of water a, a sip of water in their mouth for, for three seconds without spilling it like, like they told everything when I would confide in this one particular guy I would confide in him and he would tell other people. He became friends with some of my mutual friends. So they started off being my friends. And then along the road, I introduced them to, I introduced him, I'm sorry, to some of my friends. And he literally would, uh, you know, tell my business. Like, he was playing both sides. It was crazy. Like, he didn't have any friends of his own. And it was also interesting, too, was I held in a lot of his secrets. This was someone who I've known for many years. Like, now probably almost 20 years. I still know of him. I, I'm just not friends with him anymore. 
but he would cheat on his wife every free chance he got. And I, I held in so many secrets and everything like that. And I don't think that he reciprocated the same energy. I do feel as though he wanted to pay me back for a time when his wife contacted me and asked me if I knew about some women that he was dealing with out of town. And I felt so bad for her. I was like, why is she? Gosh, I feel bad for this woman. You know, if she's sitting here being Martha Stewart to someone who would, he really didn't care. The extremes that he went to cheat and to hook up with other women, I just felt like he flat out didn't care. And so when she contacted me, I had a decision to make. Would I just stay loyal to him even though I know he wasn't loyal to me? Or would I just give her a bit and a piece? And so that's what I did, honestly. I didn't tell her everything I knew. Of course, I would never do that. But when she asked me, did I know of a particular woman who I believe at the time was living in Philadelphia and another woman who was living in Atlanta? I told her I did. I said, look, I know of them, but I don't know anything else. And I left it at that. And he probably (laughs) wanted to wring my neck, you know, but that was the best way for me to sever our our relationship and for me to move forward because that relationship was toxic. Here I am. I'm not going to be spending 30, 40 years holding in all your secrets with you and your 40 mistresses that you have. And it was also interesting too, because my friend, he would go to church. He's in church four or five times a week. He's praying he's in 10 men's ministries and and he he was cheating all the time like so that was definitely just an example of ditching the old friends and um don't underestimate the power of meeting new friends like uh I don't I haven't talked to him in years. And I, that's one friendship, whatever, that I don't feel ever the need to um, have again, you know. I do have other, you know, friends who I wish that I would have talked to. Um, but I, I also was going through my own issues. Like I said, we're going to have an episode d- doing talking, shall I say, about dealing with the deeper issues, the traumatic experiences that we may have had and how to deal with that. And I'll share more about um, my some of my traumatic experiences and how it's railroaded my life for many years. So we'll definitely talk about that in the future. Okay, the next thing want to talk about on this topic of breaking bad habits I'm sorry I just went off into my own world talking about uh, 
ditching the, the bad friendships, but also it's important to visualize yourself succeeding. If you can see yourself throwing away the cigarettes or buying healthy food or maybe waking up early to exercise, whatever the bad habit is that you're looking to break, visualize yourself killing it, you know, and visualize yourself enjoying the success of breaking that bad habit. Uh, Ultimately kind of seeing yourself building a new identity. Also, one of the most important things, and that was what our last episode, I'm sorry, our first episode was about, was overcoming the negativity. And one of the biggest negative factors in your life can be yourself. And your negative self-talk that you say internally to yourself, whether it's out loud or in silence, like you definitely have to um, overcome the negative talk, the negative self-talk. One thing about battling bad habits is that it's easy to judge yourself for not acting better. Every time you slip up or make a mistake, it's easy to tell yourself how much you are wrong for it or how much you suck or just constantly putting yourself down. Whenever that happens, like say I said, oh, well, I could have went jogging today, but... I decided to go to Chick-fil-A, you know. So what you want to do is remove the butt from your sentences. And if you're going to put butt in your sentences, then make it that it's positive. For example, I'm fat and out of shape, but... I could be in shape a few months from now. So that's like a motivating sentence versus saying I'm fat and I'm out of shape and but I just don't have the time to work out. See, so that's an example of kind of changing the butt from a negative to a positive when you use it in a sentence. Also, like, for example, saying I'm stupid and nobody respects me, but I don't care. See, that's negative. If you say I'm stupid and no one respects me, but I'm working to develop a valuable skill. Or if you say I'm a failure, but... So is everyone else in my family. Honestly, people do say stuff like that. So you could change it to, I'm a failure, but everybody fails sometimes. Also, it's important to plan for failure. I think that when we see people, especially on social media, especially on uh, Instagram, and you start to see like these lives, and a lot of times it's just all fake, 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 fake. It's not even real. 
you know, like they're renting cars, renting house, taking pictures in front of vacant houses that are mansions, just all kinds of things. But I do think that failure uh, is just part of life. Like, gonna fail. Your relationships are gonna fail. Your friendships are gonna fail. Job opportunities are gonna fail. Like, just many things are gonna fail along the way. So I, I think it's important to also keep that in mind and, and not to think that because you see someone standing in front of a Bentley truck in a mansion, that they, if they did attain that, great for them through whatever means that they worked hard to get it. But don't think that they didn't have slip-ups and detours and roadblocks along the way before they got to that point. So I think that that's important as well to realize. So I just wanted to kind of talk about that today just to see how everyone felt about breaking bad habits and it is hard but I really truly believe in my heart that it's a mental thing more than anything else even from I mean from weight loss just to stop drinking to stop smoking even to stop if you're trying to uh, stop saying curse words Whatever it is, it's really just a mental thing. Now, I feel like in closing, again, I'd like for everyone to leave any comments or suggestions on our Instagram page at Unspoken Rules Podcast. Uh, you can comment on the first photo and leave any comments or suggestions. And tell me how you're going to break your habits for 2021. And the next thing we'll talk about in the future, we'll dig deeper into uh, how to deal with deep-rooted issues that we may have experienced in our lives that could be holding us down or holding us back mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, so this is uh, turned out to be a great episode I thank everyone for tuning in for listening remember last week on the New Year's episode I promised a longer episode it would be like 25-30 minutes so I did deliver on that hope everyone has a blessed day and a blessed weekend enjoy the rest of your week and we'll meet again next thursday thanks goodbye